I do have a good answer for that one, though. Okay. I think I think I can I think I can tie it into what I believe, and we'll see. We'll see. I heard somebody say uh, in another Bible study that they put out their own theory. They don't put out. They make sure, like everybody knows, this is just my theory of what is what's actually happening. But that goes back to that that point we made about uh, my wife saying, like, between you and Matt, there's always like the same word. It's just different roads leading to yeah. the same town. It's like, yeah, well, we both have there's, our own theory. Like, and, this is such a broad spectrum of text. And I think a lot of times it's not even, maybe not like our own theories, but we're in different places maybe in our, the way we're thinking. Our spiritual season. Maybe, sure. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a really good way of saying it. But like, Dude, well, when people say that, I'm just like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a great way of saying it. But uh, like, I may have something weird in my life going on. Yeah. So when I read you know, some portion of the Bible, it's going to apply to me differently. I'm going to be like, wow, that really helps me think Here. through this thing. And it helps yes. me, but that might be totally different for you <laughs> in a way. Yeah. And it might, yeah. might not even be what those words really represented when they were pinned, mm-hmm. but today they could really help me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I think God guides you as you read. Sure. It's a living book. It is alive. It is alive. So you have 22. I do. I'll, I'll do 22. All right. Well, then. All right. So 22. All right. So story time. Story time. All right. So sponsored by Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> so 22 opens with um, the parable of the marriage feast. So what this, um, to summarize it as best as I can, there is a king whose son is getting married. So he sends his servants out to basically get the, the guest to come to the wedding. Um, they send them out. And the first time he sends out the servants, they pretty much get... Uh, blown off and no one no one or very few people to, I mean I, I read it as like no one no one even pays attention to them and they don't even they don't care so he sends them again and this time he's like hey like I really want them to show up like make sure they know I've prepared like an awesome spread dinner's ready I've killed some some oxen and they're the fatted calf or whatever like this spread's awesome so with that new knowledge they go back out and they go and tell all the people again like hey like seriously like come on out like this is going to be an awesome event um, and they make light of it. That's what it says. They make light of it, and some of them just leave and go home, back to their farms, back to their merchants. They just do whatever. So others actually take the servants and, and slay them. That's what it says. So when the king gets knowledge of this, um, he's, of course, very upset that they slayed his servants. He sends his armies out to destroy the murderers and then to burn their cities. And then he sends different servants out this time, third time now. So they sends them out and says, the wedding is ready. Um, go out and get everyone. So go everywhere, invite everyone, bring everyone in. Uh, everyone's invited now. So they go out and they invite all the people. Um, you know, of course, the king's excited. Wedding set. People are showing up. He comes out, starts you know seeing the guests, and he sees one person who's actually not in the proper you know wedding attire. So he he approaches him and calls him friend. He says, "Hey, friend, like, why aren't you in the proper wedding attire?" Um, and the man is just speechless. He has nothing to say to the king. So the king is upset with him, of course. Uh, it says, actually, they, they bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into utter darkness um, where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then that section ends with basically saying that many are called, but few are chosen. All right, so moving forward from there, um, it's where people start trying to, like, trap Jesus. Like, we're going to catch him in his words. That way we can, you know, discredit him as, as the son of God. So the first one is the Pharisees uh, with their disciples and the Herodians, they come to him and say, hey, you know, it, should we pay taxes, basically, is the question. 
Um, so Jesus says, go get me a coin. And says, hey, what, who, what is the likeness of the, on this coin? Who's inscribed on the coin? And they say, well, that's, that's Caesar. He says, okay, so pay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So by saying this, so the, the Pharisees didn't believe you should pay the taxes. The Herodians believed they should, you should have to pay taxes. So he, he made both of them happy. He didn't have to like offend either one because he says, don't pay your taxes. You know, they're going to try and you know, destroy him for going against the government. If he says, you know, you have to pay your taxes, then they're going to think that he has, you know, other gods. So he gets around that one. The next one is this hypothetical crazy thing. They come to him, the Sadducees do, and say to him, like, hey, if, if in this weird situation there is a man and a woman who get married and they have no children um, and the man dies, it's customary for the, the brother of that man who just passed away to marry the, the wife. Hypothetically speaking, if she does that seven times, she marries seven brothers, no children, they keep going through this process, but, you know, there's no children and it continues on. Once they are resurrected, whose who's wife is she? So she's been married to all seven. So who does she belong to? Jesus tells them, essentially, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know the law and you don't know what's going to come in heaven. Um, basically tells them that, you know, we'll be similar to the angels in that manner once we get into eternity where we don't take in marriage just like the angels don't. And tells them, you know, he's the son of the living. Um, then it moves on to... A lawyer coming to him and saying, hey, what is the, uh, what's the greatest commandment, basically? Trying to trap him there. And he says, well, the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. And the second uh, and greatest commandment is you know, to love others as yourself. Just like we mentioned in other, <laughs> other podcasts, um, those two, if those two alone are honored and you like, fulfill those two laws, the other 611 laws of the Torah will kind of fall in place. So they, again, can't trap him there. And the last one... Um, so the Pharisees were all gathered together and Jesus asked them a question now. He says, well, who do you think, you know, who do you think the Messiah is? Who do you think the Christ is? And whose son is he? Um, and they say that, you know, it's the son of David. And essentially he tells them, you know, back in, back in Psalms, you know, David even says that, you know, he calls someone Lord and that he is not the Lord. Um, and of course they can't give an answer for that because it doesn't match up with like what they're trying to trap him in. Um, so they leave forth and have no more questions for him. And that, that's, uh, in a nutshell, chapter 22. Nice. What are your thoughts? So, going back to the parable of the great feast. Okay. Just doing a quick Google search. Oh, Googles. Googles. Because I was trying to figure out, like, what the, what the actual meaning behind, you know, he says, friend. He mm-hmm. asks, how, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply, as you already stated. Um, and basically, you know, it was customary to wear some kind of nice dress. Sure. Now, he went out and said, whoever. So, like, pick up whoever you want off the street corner. Um, and as you already spoke, like, this is the king, yeah. God. The son is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, hey, we're trying to get people here, but they don't want to come. And now I'll just go get anybody who wants to go, which by the way, I wonder if that is part of, Oh man, when was it? When, when he went into the Canaanites mm-hmm. and the Canaanites, he said, you know, like these guys are, you know, they're dogs. And she says, and the lady says, you know, but even dogs get the scraps of the table. And then yeah. he, he, and then most people believe that this is like the big revolution for Jesus to say, Oh, 
you know, I'm here for everybody. It's definitely a good picture of the Great Commission to yeah, go, to go yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And I, I think that that's just another sum it up. For right? sure. And then the guy with the, the clothes, the clothing problem, it wasn't the fact that it goes back to our faith conversation that it's, it's not the fact that he didn't have the proper clothes because none of us, you know, none of us have the, mm-hmm. the proper clothes. It's the fact that he didn't try. So when he went about and said, friend, why, why don't you have these clothes? The proper answer would have been, I tried. Uh, it was late. You yeah. literally just called me to come over here. I'm trying. I'm here for your son. I'm here for the feast. I'm here to, you know, honor the king. Like all these answers he was Good. looking for, and they never showed. They never. He never showed face on that. And so, him quieting and being quiet. I think that's like that. Definitely, I, I think that plays in. And then it, it's also fairly customary back then for the host, which would be the king, to actually provide them with yes. wedding garments. So he he could have also been given the wedding garment and then chose not to wear it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and today we are given the option, right? It's a very it's an optional thing, especially in America where it's like religious freedom. Yeah. It's very optional. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And, and I think, I think the, the, the man who didn't wear the wedding garment who was then cast out would just represent the person who rejects Christ, rejects God. And then yeah. he's, he's cast out into, you know, it's the eternal judgment, you know, or, or tries, tries to come into heaven you know, through that narrow gate we talked about. Or he's trying to go there on his own terms. Like, my terms are I'm not going to wear your wedding garment. I can still get to heaven without going mm-hmm. through the proper, you know, salvation. Yeah. Good, good. That's good. That's good. Oh, man, full circle. Yeah, I did kind of like the uh, the next thing would be the tax thing. I mm-hmm. like how he, he, like, just brings it up and he's just like, hey, you know, like, the it has his face on it, so go give it to him. Yeah. Give, give and, unto Caesar what Caesar Yeah, is. and we and we talked about, you know, these materialistic things. Like, he doesn't care yeah. <laughs> about it. And like, it, I don't need money. And it's such a simple answer, but it's like, all right, so I can say give unto Caesar what's Caesar's. And the Herodians are like, ah, yep, he said pay your taxes. Yeah. And then and then I'm sure at that point the, the Pharisees were like, oh, we got him. But he's like, but then give unto God what's God's. He, but he never yeah. called Caesar like a king or a god, you know. He didn't mm-hmm. reference that. So he's like... But he did say, you know, like that goes back to the tax and Peter going fishing yeah. and everything else that go pay it. Yeah. yeah. It also goes back to um, obeying the law of the land. Yeah. But yeah, with God first, obviously, yeah. but you still got to, you, you know, still not to, speed and not. You, yeah. You have you to, know. I, I don't even know where it is. I know it's in, in here somewhere in the Bible. It, like you still have to obey those who have authority over you. And that's right. in this case, right. it's the law. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a, you know, especially with today's political, you know, uh, climate, if you will. Sure. That you have to remember that whether you like it or not, that person is in charge of you. The the good book and the Lord say, hey, you know, trust them or, you know, obey them. But... With that said, we talked about faith and how faith works and, you know, the prayers, what you're giving out in prayer. It takes like one prayer to change the world, you know. So are you praying for, you know, today's current political climate or are you praying against it? And and this can go all the way back to even Matthew chapter 1 when we're talking about this genealogy. Mm -hmm. Jesus put the people, even the the massive like sinners, you know, we talked about in that place on purpose to fulfill his his prophecies and fulfill you know, the destiny of all mankind. 
it, it, if you think the person in the White House right now is, you know, the wrong person, well, he's there for a reason. God's still in control, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then um, the discussion of the resurrection, it's also noted that um, when people worry about who, the, who they will be married to, uh, you know, when bas- basically he says your mistake is that you don't know the scripture. And what he's talking about there is, and what I, what I gathered from further on studying is that he, you will be married to Jesus because back to marriage and what marriage actually is, it's one be, or yeah. two becoming whole with one as one. So when you get to heaven, you become whole and with, as one with God. Mm-hmm. Like his angels. Right. right. So, yeah. and obviously you're not going to, you're going to hopefully see the people that, you know, have gone before you and be with them and have this, you know, this awesome time with them. But marriage, I think it even says marriage and some other scriptures say like sex, marriage, all this stuff will not be happening in heaven. Yeah. Because you will be married to the God, the father. So just something else to yeah. see in the discussion of the resurrection and why like it doesn't bother him. Yeah. Why, why are you asking these yeah, questions? What, what does that matter? <laughs> like, if you knew this, the word, this is what it would be. Yeah, I mean, I think um, as far as marriage goes, like, it's something that God made for us here on earth, and it's something that we long for, uh, mm-hmm. but in heaven it's not necessary. Yeah. You know, we're one with God then, yeah. and everyone is, so. Yeah, and it's definitely... Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough all around. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you just hope that, you know, just in, in my hope and my ignorance, like I would hope that I would just be able to, you know, rejoin my wife in heaven, but she yeah. will not be my wife at that moment, you know, and that's tough to think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, then, and then the other thing is your, your wedding vows is till death do us part. And then is that, ba- that's basically, we're going to separate again. Oh. Or are we all coming into you know one? Uh, one yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll know when we'll, we'll talk about it in heaven. I guess I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, over there, Matt. Hey, I know the answer now. Yeah, me too, dude. I can't find my wife again. Yeah, I can't find her. But did you see Peter over there? Look, you'll be able to find my wife. If there's not a target up there. <laughs> but in my wife's perfect heaven, there'll probably be a target <laughs> with a Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, yeah, I think that's um, you guys. Pretty good with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's see what else. Make sure we didn't leave anything good out here. Got anything uh, cool for the week? What do we want to talk about? What do you mean for the week? For the week, like what's going on this week with us? This week, we could, we could figure that out later. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. I mean, the uh, the great commandments. The two of those are honestly pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, we could probably dig deeper if they wanted some listeners wanted us to, but. Um, and then, of course, Jesus asking them the question and stumping them again is pretty fun. I just, I just love how Jesus asks them simple questions. Or what we could, we'd be like, oh, that's a that's an easy answer. Yeah, it's because yeah. we know. Because we know, and they're like, ah, oh, he got. Well, they put, they knew the answer too. I think somewhat. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't well, say they the just, answer because then they would, you know, condemn themselves essentially. At certain points, they're just making stuff up. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're you know manipulating I mean? and everything yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. And he and we're about to get into it in twenty three when he's just tired of it all. So. <laughs> yeah. I've, that's a lot to do. There's a lot to uh, there's a lot to talk about in twenty three. I think. So, we'll hit up twenty three tomorrow.
And uh, hope you guys have a wonderful whatever day it is for you right now. Oh, I don't know either. No, I don't know. You, you have, had this last time. Have a great day. <laughs> have, have, a, have a good one. You All too, right. Buckies. I'll see you later. <laughs> see you.